Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. In the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble. You just continue to seek God and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus, living life on purpose for Him. And today we're talking with Rachel Silva. She's the executive administrator, the chief of staff and operations at the Coffee Guy in Pensacola. And we are having a cup of coffee. For sure. Oh, it is so nice to have you here. How are you? Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Um, I'm doing doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, jacked up on caffeine. Love it. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to you. We love the coffee guy. I was telling Rachel earlier, Riley and I, my husband, we go there on dates and I've met there with my mentor and I've met there for work stuff. And it's just a beautiful place to have a wonderful cup of coffee. And it's just a good place. I mean, I've been in there before and you guys have had music on, Christian music on. And it's such a welcoming place. Thank you so much. So kind. Oh, yes. You're welcome. And before we get started, I just want to read Psalms 34, 8. It's in the New Living Translation. And I just felt God put this on my heart to to talk about first with you because it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And Lord, we are taking refuge in you today. We know that we need you. We cannot do this on our own. And you have blessed us. So taste and see that the Lord is good. You guys have wonderful coffee, and we're going to talk about the different coffees that you all offer. And I know that you also have cakes. So I, you, sure. you do a lot. I, yeah. You do a lot. So tell us what you do at the Coffee Guy. So um, I started at the Coffee Guy. We were The Coffee Guy started about four years ago. Mm-hmm. It was just like a God moment. I walked in and was like, oh, I want to do coffee again. And I was working on my MBA, and my husband and I had just moved here from Asia, and walked inside and the owner was had an interview talked it out and he's just like um here we're gonna work on this together I've been a businessman in the city for a long time and I'm looking somebody to kind of have an apprentice and 
work with. So I got this opportunity and we, him and I, his name's Mark, and we were able to build it together. Huge opportunity, great opportunity. So four years later, I started slinging coffee in the drive-thru building. I put in all the, built the menu, put in all the different syrups. Yeah. And was slinging coffee for open to close for weeks, for months, for years, and just kind of have developed a team, which is amazing. Yeah. We started with three. Now we're over 30, um, a team of 30. Your um, staff is amazing, though. They're so friendly. They are a wonderful group of people. Yes. Um, they're very passionate about their work. They're yeah. so good to customers. How do you make them so passionate? So when I came back from China, tea is like super relational over there, and you have such a, um, a place that... You build relationships over mm. tea. Well, in the U.S., we really build it over coffee, and it's becoming such a huge part of our culture, um, especially as millennials. And yeah. that's what that's what I wanted to bring to the coffee guy, and then of a place of warmth and a place of love. And we kind of built on the hashtag Love My Coffee Guy, yeah. being a place of that type of relationship building, warmth, love. Um, and to bring that to our staff, our whole staff experience is about the customer experience and how you can go the extra mile, how you can continue to say yes um, and listening to them and making them happy. Saying yes. Yes. I mean, your customer service is so good. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. you. One time I accident. it was my fault. Like I accidentally ordered the wrong drink, but I was like, oh, can I get this instead? Well, they had already made the first one and I got it and I was like, oh, but I, can I have the, the, the different one? I changed my mind in the drive-thru and they were like, yes, no problem. Oh, and then I get the coffee and this is what they say. Taste it and make sure it's perfect. Isn't that what you, yes. how do they say it? Taste Check it, it and make sure you love it. Check it and make sure you love it. For sure. Come on. Like, yes. I yes, I am getting my next <laughs> cup of coffee there when I'm out and about. There are several great local coffee shops in town, and I don't want to narc them. They're wonderful. For sure. Always support local. Yes, support local. The experience I receive when I go to your coffee shop is stand out. And I know you're a Christian. I know you love God. And for the person listening, you're going to be encouraged by Rachel today because she is humble. You hear it in her voice. She is kind. You hear it in her voice. And she is able to motivate a team to love people well. And that's what we want to do as Christians. We want to go out and use the gifts that God has given us to broadcast God's love and do what he's called us to do. And even when we make mistakes or, you know, we do the wrong thing, we come through with the difference, which is what Jesus was. He was the difference. His reaction was not how the world would react. So I'm just thrilled for you listening because you're going to learn a lot more from Rachel. Um, But first, we're going to have a little fun. The coffees that you all offer are fantastic. I mean, the names are (laughs) unreal. They are unique. So tell us some of your coffee names, if you don't mind. Yes. So I have um, the Benjamin Franklin is my most popular drink, has chocolate, caramel, butterscotch, butter pecan. Um, One of the cool names is the Velma. Um, I have the Superman. I have the Snickerdoodle. Um, temptation um, I do have the Valentine a huge list of probably 25 different specialty lattes that we come up with okay and your favorite one is the Benjamin Franklin hands yes. down it's the customer favorite okay what's a, what's sure. in that chocolate caramel butterscotch and butter pecan 
why Benjamin Franklin? So when I built, when I was building the menu, we have the, the eye guy as well, um, in the same building Yes. and the eye guy and the coffee guy are the same owner. And so I really wanted to connect the two businesses together. Mm -hmm. And so I looked through history. I looked through characters of all of them that had glasses or had something to do with Glasses, bifocals, wore them, something like that. Yeah. And so Benjamin Franklin is the ben- inventor of the bifocal. Velma on Scooby-Doo, she wore glasses. Didn't know if children would know who Clark Kent was, so I named their kids Drink the Superman. Yeah. Um, so different features like that is what I try to connect, just in a subtle way, the two businesses together. Yes, that's amazing. Okay, my favorite's Almond Joy. It's a good one. It's so, so good. good. Why is it, it so just good? Like it. It's I don't I think it's the coconut. I don't know. I think it's the coconut. Yeah, I think it's the coconut. <laughs> okay, and so I'm good. okay. Everybody here on this podcast is going to be like, "You're the worst uh, coffee drinker." I've asked for more coconut before. I'm like, "Can no you just do a little bit more?" <laughs> <laughs> it really does take like taste like an almond joy in a cup. It's fantastic. It is amazing. Okay, so our recommendation is okay. Rachel's is the Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin Frozen. Yeah. Okay. With an extra shot of espresso. I'm okay. not trying to do an upsell right now, but it is that coffee flavor with those drinks is so good. It's not that much more. No. No. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is so fun to me and God can use you in your position. So you moved here from Asia. Tell us about that. That's interesting. I did. After, yeah. um, after college, I graduated from college. Um, mm-hmm. I have a my undergrad is in graphic design and media management. And my sister called me one day and was like, do you want to go to China with me? We have a teaching opportunity. Um, I think dad will be more excited about me going if we go together. Yeah. And before I even hung up, I'm like 100% yes, that's what I want to do. Hands down. I'm a second child, I'm kind of a free spirit. And so yeah. that was what I wanted to do. How old were you? Um, 18. 18? 18 or 19, something like that. And how old was your sister? She was 21, 22. Okay. I think that's how old we were. It's been, it's been a minute. The first, the yeah. first time I went. Yes. And so I lived there for two years. Hannah left after the first year. Yeah. And then came back to America for a year. Mm-hmm. My, so I met my husband in the fifth grade and we've been like a thing together since forever. So what we had broken up my, after graduation, but that man is my soulmate. And yeah. so after I came back to America for the, the year, we got married and went back to China together. Oh my goodness. For you to teach. Yes. How interesting is that? Yes. I taught K-4 through sixth grade. Um, I had about 1,200 students. Loved it. Changed my life. How, how, how? That's good. How it changed, how it yeah. changed my life. Um, I had come from a really small town in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Um like small town, like we have Piggly Wigglies for those that know what a Piggly Wiggly oh, is. Yes. Ours was so small, it the Piggly Wiggly shut down. Like <laughs> tiny, tiny town. I and love so, Piggly Wigglies. <laughs> no, they so say cute. the meat specials when you're walking through. <laughs> Somebody will say the meat special. I'm like, oh, I was I was in the dairy aisle, so I'm glad to know that I can go <laughs> no, get. No, we can. There's a special. Yeah, over some there, bacon. The Piggly Wiggly. But um, so I'm from a really tiny town, and. I just had the opportunity to go and see the world and to travel and to get out of, to see another culture, to get out of Western mindset and to um, see the things. It really changed my faith a lot. The Mm -hmm. things that of traditional church things in America and what can translate is that the God had the son and the son was told us, he told us about the son in this book and 
the son loved the world that he gave his life for the world and those are the things that translate to all cultures and to all people and that's that's the main part of the gospel and um anyway just seeing that um the difference from what I what I as it changed my life um the story one story always comes to mind is I'm sitting at the bus stop I don't know really where I mean now that I've lived there for three years I know where I am but at the beginning when I first moved there I didn't know where I was it was in a huge capital city Mm -hmm. and um, I'm sitting at the bus stop and I have hundreds of yuan in my pocket and I I need one yuan to get on the bus Mm -hmm. and I was like god I don't know what to do I have I don't know what to do and you you didn't want to take the money out of your pocket. Right. I didn't want to, though I didn't have any like change for one UN. Okay. So okay. I didn't know how to get one UN. I had hundreds in the sense of like, that's way too much money to give yeah. the bus man. And I didn't know of a place I could get change. I just didn't understand what to do. And like, yeah. there's a little a young high school boy. He just comes up to me and hands me one UN and then like, just leaves oh my goodness and just the fact that he had the courage to come up to me a young american woman give me one un in the exact moment that i needed help was just like the holy spirit showing up it was looking back it wasn't like i had hundreds of un but i just didn't know what to do in the moment i didn't know where to get change i didn't know if i should give the bus man hundred un that would have been like a ridiculous gesture and um he just came through when I needed him. And many times I'm walking places and don't know where to go. And somebody would go like, oh, you need to go that way. They're waiting for you that way. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know who yeah. you are. It was just, I learned about him in such a different way that faith, just about faith in a personal experience type of way. Our faith is so important. And we get distracted in America I've had an ex- a couple experiences, but the one experience that I'm going to mention here just to relate to your story in this way of I went to Haiti and came back and I just cried when I was drinking a Diet Coke, I think is what it was. I was like, oh my goodness, with ice and it was such a luxury and I felt blessed from drinking that soda, which sounds so weird. I just can't imagine what our country would do if we all saw how other people live. And, you know, I have kids. I want them to one day see how other people live and and learn. People can say, oh, America this, oh, America that. We still have opportunity to grow. Like there is opportunity to make something like the coffee guy. And myself and my insurance business, it's like, yes, like, you can say yes. You can say yes. And you can be used by God. Especially living in the South. I've grown up in Tennessee. Yeah. We're so, we're so saturated. I know that people are like, we're getting away from things of the Lord, but we're so, so saturated with the gospel and when with Jesus and with the Bible and yeah. just everybody's grandpa's a pastor. It's, it's very, very saturated in our yeah. culture and our founding fathers. In God we trust. On it. Yeah. It's on our money, you know, yeah. and to go to some, a, an actual like dark, that's not the foundation of their country. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned so much as a, as a, a believer um, over there, just in my own personal faith and growth. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit showed up when you needed him. And I just pray that for you listening, that the Holy Spirit shows up for you when you need him and that you recognize that it's him. Because I was talking about this with a friend the other day. There's been some pastors who have 
I don't know how you say it. Fallen from grace. Is that what you say? Is that a thing? I feel like I've heard that before. I don't know if that's right. Can you fall from grace? I don't think we can. Okay, we can't fall from grace. Where have I heard that? I think that's a common term in like Christian jargon, but I think there's always enough grace. You know what I mean? (laughs) But don't say that. If you're out there broadcasting God's love, you would never say that to anybody that they fell from grace. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my. Okay. So today. They made a mistake. They made a mistake. Like, I mean, David made a million mistakes. Oh yeah. For sure. There have been several pastors who have had to step down because of choices made. And I was talking to a friend about this recently because when you do teach the gospel, when you do say, hey, I'm a Christian, (laughs) you know, people who aren't Christians are going to look at you like, okay, what are they doing? And is their life better than mine? Do I need this in my life? Yes, you need it. Like... (laughs) everybody goes through hard times and we want to seek Jesus and cling to Jesus. We want to, like the scripture says, oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Like we get those fruits of the spirit from following Jesus. I was telling her, it's almost like when you go up a mountain, you're climbing up a mountain and you've had challenges and your legs probably hurt and you've had troubles and maybe aches or pains, this and that. But You get up to the top of the mountain and God was with you the whole way. He is the firm foundation. He is building you up to the top of this mountain. When you get on the mountain and I could be wrong, but it, and I'm not saying this is the case for these, these pastors who have had to leave their positions, but I can see where it would be something where they would look back down the mountain that they've just years and years and years of climbing up with Jesus and saying, I just did that. You know, and it's like this almost self-righteousness that happens, not saying that all of their sin is from self-righteousness, but Romans chapter two, verse six, God will repay each person according to what they have done to those who by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life. So eternal life is what we're focused on. That's where our brains should be set is on eternal life with Jesus. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Can anyone relate to this where you're like, I'm not finding refuge in Jesus. I'm not finding joy by taking refuge in Jesus. This is saying, okay, you're going to face wrath and anger. Like God wants to turn it around. Like that popular song says, there will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But, and this is good. Listen to this, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good First for the Jew, then for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism. Amen. This goes for you too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we are blessed and highly favored. And that goes for you listening wherever you are, no matter who you are and what you've done. The only thing that can't be forgiven, right, is the rejecting of the Holy Spirit and saying no to that constantly. Jesus is just so, so good and so great and so powerful and so kind because I know what I've been forgiven of and I know the grace that has redeemed me and the chains that have been set free in my life. Right. And I think when you have a real overwhelming sense of what Jesus has done for you and where you came from, you give a lot of that to other people as well. Yes, you overflow. You can't help but overflow yeah, because of the grace it. that's been given to you. Yeah. Wow. 
That is so important to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Honestly, I was thinking about this in church the other day. I'm like, anybody in these rows right here, anybody believer could get up and share a scripture right now and share their testimony and that could be church. 100%. But are you willing and obedient to do that as a Christian? Are we bold enough to say what you just said? I know the forgiveness that I have had on my life. I am saved by grace. You know, I know that. And then I'll overflow onto other people. So I just want to encourage you who's listening, keep the faith. And we are talking about coffee. (laughs) We we went so far and we're coming back around. I know. Are you enjoying the coffee I made you, by the way? 100%. Thank you so much. Okay. I am not coffee snobbish in any way. Thank you. And thank you you so much for the coffee. It's it's the relational part of coffee. That's my favorite part. That you sit with a cup of coffee. And that's what, like, in the coffee guy, that's what I've tried to bring into the coffee guy is there's so much, like, even, like, church happens in there. I think yeah. people are having meetings. People are having counseling. People are having yes. Bible studies. Um, and to bring that warmth and that love um, and that relationship building that comes yeah. from coffee is really what I, when I first started, that was really something I wanted to bring into the room and into the space. Did you design the space? No, that was built before um, before I came in. That was the only part that was uh, had been refurbed. So we okay. were a SunTrust bank. Right. And that was all renovated and refabbed, reused a lot of the counters. And um, it was just a completely different thing than oh, yeah, what's it was in a there bank. before. For yeah. sure. If you go in there now, old. you'll be like, oh, wow. Yes. It's the it's lighting amazing. in the coffee guy. And yeah. it's just just makes for a cool experience don't yeah. I know Pensacola don't judge me from the outside of the coffee guy come inside the coffee guy and it's a whole completely very oh cool no experience the outside is real cool you guys have a coffee coffee cup with a fog oh, that machine is the coolest part yes we have that <laughs> going down Davis Highway we have a super ginormous cup made by a local artist and has the steam and that's like a very signature piece of yeah. coffee guy which is super cool i mean so. if you have a fog machine in your act you are beyonce <laughs> i mean you have made it i'm gonna say i'm the beyonce of coffee <laughs> i've picked that up from the show and i will not set it down we're gonna I make that as the title on with that. <laughs> i am the beyonce of coffee <laughs> I love I, that. so when you do come in and there are places to sit and that's very comfortable. And like you said, people do counseling there. How have you created this space of hospitality? It's such a Christian word, but how have you said, Hey, you come, you want to read a book? Hey, you want, you want to come and talk about real life and possibly cry when you talk to somebody else? How have you created this welcoming space for everyone? Um, I think that gets into, interestingly some like entrepreneurship and leadership um characteristics and values of those things and then what starts at the top goes trickles its way down yeah and um that i think is a big value of who we are is customer experience and customer um relationship and the check it make sure you love it and hashtag love my coffee guy Mm -hmm. all of that to build a brand of warmth and of love and even from me to the other employees in in the coffee shop that they yeah. have to feel that from from me and that's what I hope that I can convey to them yeah as well I cannot believe you guys have 30 people working there and you guys started with just you 
Yes. And you, did you know how to make coffee before? For sure. I had done coffee in Tennessee before. Um, okay. While I was engaged. Um, okay. I started. I started coffee in a double, um, a double drive-through little tiny trailer thing. And there was a lady in my town. She had started it, and yeah. I was able to ask her a ton of questions about how she started it. And she mm-hmm. was a very inspirational. Um, very inspirational um, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I had some time when I was working on my MBA online and I was just, what am I going to do with this when I get back to America? What do I want to, um, what do I want to achieve in entrepreneurship? Um, so entrepreneurship was, I think, kind of who I am. I'm mm-hmm. kind of a, my undergrad was in graphic design and media management. I was a left-handed second child, free spirit person. Um, I have a sister that's a lawyer, a sister that's got a brother that's in finance, one's a nurse, and they had very, it seemed like specific paths that they wanted to go, and I really struggled with a path, and then one day I was just, the Holy Spirit was like, the jack of all trades is kind of an entrepreneurship, you're an entrepreneur, Yeah, and I kind of just kind of got peace on that and settled with that, and I was like, well, I'm going to start a coffee shop, I love the relational aspect of coffee, and... So I was like writing a lot of things of what I could get started and um, in college on the wall there was always this poster that said there's a prepared place for a prepared person Mm. and I remember I'm going to be prepared for that opportunity and so I started looking up licensing and permits and fire codes and recipes and business model. Wow and And you didn't even know about this opportunity with Mark. No I didn't and when I came back I was working um, HR and was just that was I'm um, I need to be with people I'm an extrovert so yeah. I need the energy of people you're a left-handed second child child <laughs> with who's an entrepreneur yes not for HR free spirit free spirit <laughs> yeah yes. not HR but I did get an MBA because I didn't want to be a starving artist I saw in China Chinese people are just so educated and so yeah. smart and I knew that I needed to balance out some of my artist free spiritness yeah with an ability to make some money and not just be a starving artist exactly. and so yeah um, that's why I got the MBA and um, it is true it's yes. like God use me and also for give sure. me wisdom for sure <laughs> isn't that all, so weird yes it's so true of like hey we all we all have a face this day yeah we got about 75 trips around the sun together yeah how am I gonna make these the best ones exactly and how am I gonna make it and yeah, it's just the human experience is so interesting. For yeah, sure. Father, give me wisdom. And James 1, 5, you can ask God for his wisdom and he will give it to you. Just pray, Father, what do you want me to do here? Yes. Father, give me your wisdom. Yes. What am I supposed to say next? I have no idea. Jesus, lead this conversation. For sure. Um, I know what I'm going to ask you next. It's the question we ask everyone is what Bible verse is helping you in this season? For sure. So this morning I I was reading Philippians and in Philippians, I think it's Philippians 4. Mm-hmm. So something that I think, um, maybe this is going off a little off topic, but our oh, people, people in the world today, I think the biggest battle of Christianity in our 21st century right now mm-hmm. is in the mind. I and agree. I think the, the mind is overwhelming people and we have so much information just overwhelming us at all times preaching to Rachel right here yeah and the Bible talks about be anxious for nothing and 
in Philippians, I think it's four. And then it, it talks about being anxious for nothing. And then it goes into the ways to guide your mind and your thoughts of think on the things that are true and lovely and of good rapport. If there be any virtue or praise, think on these things. And um, so the season of life that I'm, I'm in running, I run a, a business, a large local business. And um, that's, and you constantly, um, comparison's the thief of joy, right? And you're constantly comparing and growing and trying to do better yes, and reach over here media. or look over there. Yes. Sit in a moment and think on these things. You literally just sit in the moment and think on the good things. I mean, there's a lot of inner dialogue and um, thoughts and arguments and discussions that I have with myself, but the guide of life, right? So we can yeah. all make a guidepost of whatever that may be for you and whatever that is, but you have to for believers to allow scripture to be the guidepost that you constantly look to to set the boundary and set the standard of what your actions what your actions are going to be and how it can reprove you and how you can grow and change and the bible does talk about the things of the mind right and how right. to keep them under control because they can't overwhelm you they that's what what panic attacks are is an overwhelming of the nervous system from the thoughts of the mind and to keep the mind under subjection and the only way that you can I think do that is through the guide and the boundaries that scripture allows for you so that's in Philippians 4 and that's my takeaway from it think on these things I want to read this from Jeremiah real quick about guideposts for sure it's uh Jeremiah 31 This is in the ESV version. It says, set up road markers for yourself. Make yourself guidepost. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. Return, O virgin Israel. Return to these, your cities. I think God tells us by his Holy Spirit and by his direction from his word when we get into the hustle and bustle, like you were just saying, like being still and just surrendering, knowing that God is our guidepost and saying, God, what do you want me to do next? And if he's not giving you an answer in that second, you have like a blank going on in your brain. Diane Jago says this, filter it through scripture, Mm -hmm. filter it through scripture. Is there anything you wanted to say to that? Yeah. I think sometimes knowing the next step is, is dark. And I mean, the Bible does say thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And I feel like that's kind of insinuating that you can see where the path of the feet kind of in the, around that area, but way much further ahead is, it's still pretty dark. Yeah. And so I think a lot of that is faith and trust that our God is good and that he will never leave us or forsake us. And yeah. Re- like going over those truths and those principles of scripture that we get to hold on to as believers in the other parts of having the faith of, of that. Yeah. That part of the, what's next. Yes. Know? Yes. Yes. Having faith that God is going to do good. If you love him, God's going to make it good. Okay. There's one more thing I want to share and then I don't want to take any more of your time. No, please. Okay. This has been great. So okay. fun. Have you had fun? For sure. Okay, cool. This is so great. I'm always so thankful when guests come because I know this takes so much of their time and I want you to know that God is, is the bomb like for you who's listening god is the bomb and rachel has volunteered her time to talk to you (laughs) about how jesus is the bomb in her life so i just want you to know that thank you we are grateful is there anything else that you want to share in my mind the like a summary of this we were talking so much about grace and about 
um, kindness and love towards other people and where their journey is and you don't you don't know what other people are going through or what their life has unfolded to be yeah. and so being I know it's I know it's way overused everybody about being kind to other people yeah but but it's but it's so accurate of just showing you can show love because of the love that you've been shown and the grace that you've been given and maybe that was my final final thoughts by Rachel that was your <laughs> your mic drop but yeah. don't drop the mic because we just got these yeah they're hooked up so <laughs> I would have dropped them watch out <laughs> At the end of every podcast, we always pray uh, this prayer, and we're going to ask you to join us in this prayer. For Before sure. we do that, if you don't mind just telling us how we can connect with you at The Coffee Guy. Follow us on our Instagram, Coffee Guy Cafe. Same with Facebook. Those are the two best ways, for sure. We love you. Thank you so much. You're a rock star you. for Jesus, serving up coffee and asking us if we Same love it. Coffee. <laughs> Check it. Make sure you love it. Check it guy. and make sure you love it. For sure. Hashtag love my, love my coffee guy. <laughs> so good. Okay, let's pray. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rachel Silva, the executive administrator, chief of staff, and Chief of Operations at The Coffee Guy in Pensacola. I love Rachel and her heart for the Lord. We had a lot of good laughs, we drank a lot of coffee, and we talked a lot about Jesus. I pray this podcast is an encouragement to you to use your position, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love. It doesn't matter your position, it does not matter your title, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a believer in Jesus, no matter where you are in the world, in America or in the UK, no matter where you are listening, our boss is Jesus. And that is something that we can unite over. So I just want to thank you all for listening and ask if you could share this podcast with your friends. If you've been encouraged by this podcast to use your position, no matter what it is to broadcast God's love, if anyone's name comes to your mind, please send them this podcast. And if you don't mind, leave us a review. We would love to hear how God is using you in your position to broadcast His love. We don't do any advertisements on this podcast, but we do have a segment at the very end in most episodes called Closing Time. And it's just a few people that we know and love sharing how they use their position to broadcast God's love. We encourage you to check out this church, Grace Bible Church. We also encourage you to check out Haiti Bible Mission. Love those guys down in Jeremy, Haiti. And also the Laurel Oak Inn in Gainesville, Florida. It's a bed and breakfast. If you subscribe to the Laurel Oak Inn's email list, you can get an email that they send out on most Sundays called Sweetness on Sundays. In some of those recipes, you'll see that they use some of the fruits of the season. So, you know, go out there and use the gifts and talents God has given you and just know that we are saved by grace and we are God's workmanship and He has prepared things for us to do. So we just wanna encourage you to walk in that and be confident in who Jesus is and also be confident that He has given you the fruits of the Spirit to go out and do what you do for Jesus, to go out and be the difference and not look like this world. Galatians 5, 22 through 23, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we can't help but have joy because Jesus is our refuge. You all have a great week. Thanks for listening and Lord willing, we'll talk to you all next week here on Broadcast is Love. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> 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 <laughs>